I'm with Steve Wright, VE7CT. You're nine days away, uh, travelling to uh, Amsterdam Island. What is the shack going to look like at your end? Well, from my understanding, there are two shacks uh, that are going to be some uh, probably three-quarters of a mile to a mile apart, and uh, both of them are rather small. Uh, the one that is going to be at the higher elevation, where our 160-meter antennas and 80-meter antennas are going to be, is is so small that uh, it probably would, uh, uh, I would say, would probably be about the same size of uh, my my dining room. Uh, it will contain uh, two or three tables in it and two small beds. Uh, no refrigerator or anything like that. Uh, everyone will be fairly cramped together. Uh, as far as the seating arrangements are concerned, I really don't know, but I suspect probably something like uh, plastic uh, chairs that are used in, uh, in a person's garden, that sort of thing. Uh, Equipment-wise, we will probably have K3 uh, uh, transceivers, some with uh, dual-receive capabilities. Also, uh, PA500, uh, all from Elecraft, uh, which is a 500-watt uh, solid-state amplifier and uh, a multitude of antennas outside which we're all going to have to be able to put up I think probably the first day that we're there. Um, sleeping arrangements are going to be such that uh, in order that we do not have uh, voice, uh, voice uh, or single slime operation disturbing those who are off shift and trying to sleep at night uh, will uh, probably be relocated to CW and uh, RTTY or digital communications. Uh, this is so that with headphones on, etc., there will not be uh, any sort of, uh, uh, you know, uh, interference uh, to people trying to sleep. Uh, we are not allowed to travel at night on the uh, on the island between the two main. Uh, cabins, the other one being back uh, down at shore level, and uh, as a result, uh, this means that we're probably going to have to have longer shifts at night um, for the individual operators who are up there, and uh, the ability to at least be able to sleep uh, for a couple of hours until daylight when shift changes can take place. Now, when you say at night, uh, in what context, what time zone is Amsterdam Island in? It's uh, halfway between Cape Town and uh, Australia. I believe, and uh, if you look directly south of uh, of India, you'll find Amsterdam Island, and it is about plus uh, UTC plus five, I believe. Being as far south as we're going to be, of course, our uh, our daylight hours uh, are going to be longer than perhaps it is in Perth, um, and uh, it's close to the Antarctic Circle, as as likely people who have uh, researched or or looked at uh, Google Earth, etc., to see just exactly where Amsterdam Island is, uh, will know that we're not that far north of the Antarctic Circle. So you're going to bring your wound to Woolies? <laughs> no. Um, I've looked at this from the standpoint being a North American, uh, and I live in British Columbia, uh, on the coast of British Columbia. Uh, we are at about a 49-degree parallel north parallel of latitude and down there it's about 37 degrees south so it would probably equate to being on about the same latitude as northern california or southern oregon is and uh, as a result we expect that we'll probably get 
cooler weather in terms of uh, what you experience in Perth. Uh, and um, as well, we expect it to be probably wetter because of the fact that this is, a, this is an island. It's totally surrounded by the ocean, and it has a mountain on it, which uh, I believe is around 1,700 feet above sea level. As a result, we expect to get more rain, etc. So it should be a bit damper, but temperature should be around the, uh, in in terms of uh, uh, Fahrenheit, uh, around 55 to 65 degrees Fahrenheit uh, as an average. Uh, do you know what the elevation is going to be of your uh, upper shack? I think it's about 600 feet above sea level. Pardon the, uh, the feet as compared to the metric system, but uh, this is what we've been told by our American counterparts and friends that are going with us. So is there any rivalry between Canada and the U.S.? No. No, well, in what re- in what regard? In terms of our camaraderie, etc. Uh, only verbally, <laughs> on air or off. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Now, um, you've made some contacts in your life. What was your most memorable contact? Oh, that's a good question. I've been on the air since and licensed since 1957. Uh, before, uh, probably a large uh, contingency of our listeners uh, were born. Uh, my most memorable contact, I would say, probably was when I was in uh, Saskatchewan, in the middle of the prairies, uh, with a station in Djibouti, uh, on the uh, or in the on the Horn of Africa. Um, which was extremely rare in those days and very, very weak. And I I remember staying up night after night after night and hearing him, but it was a very short window of opportunity before the propagation dropped out. And uh, But one night I snagged him, and I was so happy I I sent him a, a a Vibraplex key or keyer, paddle for him because I knew that uh, what he had was not very good and uh, never did hear back from him so I don't know where it ended up (laughs) thank you very much for your time today you're very welcome that was Steve Wright VE7CT I'm Ono Victor Kilo 6 Foxtrot Lima Alpha Bravo